After Hour Sessions podcast. This is your host, D-Rock, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, someone I am pumped to be chatting with, uh, someone I'm excited to get to know better, as I've seen her on Session Girls and on Instagram, but I'll be honest, I it, it seems like she's really awesome, but I don't really know a lot about, so I'm excited that she agreed to come on the show and talk in one of the UK's uh, top session wrestlers, the awesome Beefcake Xena. Beefcake, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, D-Rock. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thank yes. you. Absolutely, no, absolutely, no. It's, it's you know, I've seen you on Instagram and and on Session Girls and mm. seeing you know, your name that's really people you know really popular, and I'm just like, oh, I like to, like to get to know who this uh, mm. Beefcake Zena is. She looks awesome, so I just <laughs> wanted to reach out and say, hey. Thank you. Thank you. So I didn't really expect um, this to blow up, to be honest. So when people say I'm famous and popular, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, but um, it's, it's good to always hear. And um, it's it's been a quite a journey. So yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So let's, uh, so let's get, can I know you're also a power lifter as well? That's right. So it's kind of like a, a little phase I'm going through at the moment. Um, so normally I would be known as a bodybuilder, but uh, not a very competitive bodybuilder, but because of the look that I have. And I decided to take a different direction in training. And I think it just helps with what I do as well, the strength. And um, so, yeah, so powerlifting. Oh, okay. So powerlifting is new. So you were a bodybuilder for how long? That's right. So um, I seriously turned into uh, bodybuilding in 2017 I want to say uh, that's where I kind of properly started training and you know the, all the hard training dieting and stuff so that's where I kind of noticed my body changing um, but yeah so after after lockdown ended in UK I kind of needed something different and it's been fairly new so it's only been a couple of years into powerlifting but I've done quite well. Yeah. Okay. And that's something which you say you've kind of gravitated more like you're naturally, is it has been a natural transition for you to go from bodybuilding to powerlifting or was it kind of a struggle at first? Um, I think it was pretty easy. I, I was told by so many people to try it um, only because I was very strong naturally as a bodybuilder. Um, but I always dismissed that idea thinking, ah, oh, you know what? I don't think it's for me. I don't think it's something I would enjoy. And, and I kept dismissing that idea, but I thought, let's just try it. And so the transition was quite easy in a sense of, um, training and the, the more, the, the most hardest thing for me was actually the volume, um, because it is very different from bodybuilding. So if you guys do change switch and switch. Um, be warned it's quite quite hard to do um it's nothing mm. like building so but for, for me for me personally it was quite easy yes okay and that's i'm glad you brought that up because uh, i think a lot of times i think people are starting to understand strength sports and strength mm. competition but i've i've found that a lot of people still kind of mix up the two bodybuilding and powerlifting yeah. right yeah but you will know that bodybuilding is more aesthetics. So it's all about the way you look, the, the physique, and maybe not necessarily how strong you are. Um, so when people do come at you with these questions, how 
how much can you bench, how much you curl. It's not really the goal as as a bodybuilder. Right. Um, the end goal is to actually look really good and aesthetically shredded. And, you know, um, whereas as a powerlifter, your goal is to be strong. So you train for strength. Um, but again, that sport is changing too because you will see a lot of powerlifters now are looking like bodybuilders, which is insanely right. good. Um, but yeah, so you focus on only three lifts, your bench, deadlift, and, and squats in the powerlifting. So yeah. Okay. And if if it's okay, you don't mind me asking, where would you say your uh, your personal best are at right now in, in powerlifting in those three three lifts? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say in, in kilograms because I don't really go by pounds. Okay. <laughs> so, so people out there can convert them. Um. So I competed three times last year. So that was my first competitive year. So, and I think I set myself a really high bar in the first competition. So my best at the moment is 200 kilogram deadlift. I think that's, that's over 400 that's, pounds. That's 440 pounds, like 441 okay. for, for pounds. Okay. So that was my best deadlift in British finals that I did okay. the year in July. And um, I also did my best bench, which was 120 kilograms. So that's two, like, 65 in pounds. Yes. Yeah, sounds about right. And then my squat, which was in sleeves, was 185 kilo. And that's four oh like, 407, 408 in pounds. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is really awesome. Yeah. So I've done quite well for my first year, so see where the journey will take me um i do have a um an idea like a goal to kind of step away from it for a bit and maybe pursue bodybuilding and see what kind of damage <laughs> i can do there but um so yeah we'll see we'll see what's going to happen that is incredible for the first year to to for these lifts like wow mm-hmm. like that is yeah. that is so impressive I was I was quite surprised myself. So I now I know what people meant when they said you should try it. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, they they knew what they were talking about. Okay, so you know when they actually believe in you and say you can do this, I'm I'm like I'm like yeah, okay, I can actually can do this. They knew you'd be a, a natural. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and the beefcake is 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 for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so now. Let me ask you, growing up, were you always like an athlete? Were you always in the sports or is this kind of something you found later in life? Yeah, so I wasn't very active and sportive in in my childhood, not at all. Um, it was quite opposite. So I didn't really do much, especially in school, like high school. I even avoided it. You know, I almost even failed high school because of sports. How wow. it is, I know. And um, I always say... If my sports teacher or PE teacher would see me now, she would never believe it. Because <laughs> I I skipped it every week. I absolutely hated it. Um, whereas now I I found it when I was twenty twenty one. So now I'm thirty four. So it's been a while now. So I found out find it in I was twenty one and how it happened. I was I was a bit overweight and. Um, and I think that's where I found out I'm quite competitive. Um, so one of my old friend's sister, she went through a weight loss journey. 
So honestly, it looked absolutely incredible, you know, um, completely transformed. I'm happy. And, and I said to myself, why can't I do this? I want to, I want to do exactly the same. So I was like, and I, I will do better, you know? And I was like, I'll do better. And I did. And I think the, the, no, I wouldn't say obsession. Maybe it was an obsession, but it kind of started from there and slowly, slowly, I got addicted to training, to muscles, and and I thought that the whole look of it, it was amazing. I find mm. it really, really attractive, especially on a woman, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Wow. So, I I, I guess I want to ask. Uh, the first question for me is: when you were like growing up and in high school, and you like kind of ran away from sports. <laughs> were you were you more into were you uh, an academic were you into the arts what were what were your interests um it's hard to say really because i did try like team sports um my school that i went to it was very um focused on finding olympic athletes because i i am coming from eastern european country Mm. And back then when I was growing up, they really focused on Olympic athletes. So they were trying to find really talented people in running and anything you can find. Um, so, and I, I even doubled my feet in football, basketball, volleyball, you name it. I tried it, <laughs> you know, mm. even skiing as a kid, I tried it. Um, but my interest at the time, I think it was more crafts. I am very crafty person even now. So when people ask me about my kind of like hobbies and stuff, um, I am very crafty. So I like doing jigsaws and and stuff like that. So, and I think it kind of resonates also with muscle building because it's like a piece of art, piece of, you know, like a jigsaw you mm-hmm. put together. So I think that kind of resonates with that. Um, but why why did I change my kind of, approach to it at that age i i i can't tell you so i don't know yeah no yeah. It's, it's fascinating it's always interesting to I, I you know people who've listened to the show heard me say it a bunch of times like that's why i love these conversations because everyone has a different journey to yeah. how they got to you know in this industry and some people grew up play, you know in a sports family and they always played sports some people i've talked to did theater and loved performing you know, it, it's just fascinating. You know, uh, some people came from different vanilla jobs, from journalism to, to yep. being a teacher. So it's always interesting to hear how people got got there. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's just me being crafty and arty and trying to kind of mold things and create things for me. I think maybe that's why it kind of stuck to me. And I and I looked at myself when I did start my fitness journey and I thought, I actually I am actually quite good at this. You know, and um, and I thought, let me just pursue this a little bit more and see where I can end up. And and it was also around the time when I actually left my country and I moved to UK where I am now. Mm. So and that's when I started training. And the mentality about fitness and health was completely different to me. It was more widely available. and And I didn't have access to the gym back home. I didn't even stepped into the gym when I was, until I was 21, 22. So, although we had PE uh, classes in school, but it was very different. So, but yeah, so then about, when I was about 21, 22, 
I think that's where I found Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw all these gorgeous girls, fitness girls, and with muscles. And I thought, yep, I think this is me. This is what I want to do. So I found it at that time. Wow. So that's interesting, though, that you grew up in a country that was looking for Olympic athletes, but yet you weren't really given access to the gym until you got yeah. to the UK. Mm, I know. It, yeah, I still remember my first day when I joined the gym and I was quite overwhelmed. I was like, OK, I probably have just seen this in a, on a TV, in the movies, you right. know, um, right. It was quite bizarre to me, but um, I got accustomed to it quite quickly. I learned really quickly. I'm a quick learner. Um, but yeah, I never looked back since. <laughs> wow, that's that's really incredible. So now you're, you know, from the stats, it says you're about five foot eight. Yep. So is that um, I always am fascinated because for men and women, you know, you see some lifts that are easier for those who are taller and some are easier for those who are shorter. Yeah. Was, was that kind of something you had to get used to being, you know, that you're a taller woman yourself? See, I've never actually um, considered my height being as an issue or advantage until I started doing powerlifting. So I just thought I'm an average, um, average uh, height human, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so I, I never really, played in my uh, advantage um but now when people talk about height in powerlifting they always say oh you you do really have long legs it must be really hard for you to do the squats i'm like to be honest i haven't really looked at that way but now you mention it yeah it is pretty hard so when you look at my lift on instagram if you look at my squats and you look at my frog legs because they're so long so it does take me forever to come down in the squats and come back up but I never made that as an excuse to myself thinking oh just because I have long legs never you know but um, a lot of people do come to me and say oh you're so tall but I think a lot of East European girls and people in generally are quite tall so for me that was quite normal oh see and that's probably because I I don't know what the average height is over in, in like Eastern Europe because in the, and over here in America, the average height for a woman is five foot four. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. hmm. I never knew that. So I think the average height, it is kind of my height in my country. So I am from Latvia. So that's my country I'm from. Okay. So I th yeah, because I remember growing up, there would be a lot of girls in my class and even boys would be quite tall and I would say 50% of them played basketball that's how tall they were you wow. know they were really good for that kind of stuff for running for basketball for volleyball because you have to be tall to to do all those kind of things even like long jumps and stuff so it's pretty normal yeah mm. wow so interesting that's so yeah. fascinating <laughs> <laughs> so how did you discover kind of the, the fetish world? Mm. So it's it's a very interesting story, and I'm sure the person who's going to listen to it eventually will recognize. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm not going to mention the name. Um, right. So I am fairly new at this. Um, I haven't been doing it for a very long time. I would say a little bit over a year. So it's still a learning curve for me, but I absolutely love it. 
but the way how I found it, it was in 2020, I think it was in November, where um, obviously as, as, as you do on Instagram, you, you talk to people and people ask you questions. I am not very interactive with people sometimes because, you know, some people can be a bit more, I don't know how to say it, um, too excited yes, yeah. <laughs> about stuff. Um, so I would normally dismiss the messages or not really pay attention to them. So this one particular person um, messaged me and asked me if he can buy some used garments from me. And I thought, obviously, I knew that kind of thing existed, but I never really explored the idea. I never really knew why people like this, and I never really got into it too much. And I think I was supposed I was in a really good mood that day. And I thought, you know what? Let me just humor him. Let me just mm -hmm. talk to him. You know, nothing bad can happen. And and he, so we did. And obviously... I said, yeah, you need to pay in this and this much. If you do, um, then I'm going to send them out. So particularly what he was asking for was my used gym socks. Mm. So, and um, and I kid you not, in, in about two minutes, obviously, the money was there. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now <laughs> I have to do this. Now I have to, like, send it out. You know, like, I have to do this now. So which continuing for a bit um fourth them back um i never I, I never questioned him i never asked you know what you do with them and stuff because I, it's not my business right and then he was the same person who mentioned this website called her biceps okay. and uh, obviously every, everyone in into that world knows about the about the website but i didn't so i i heard about it but i again i didn't know how how it works so he, he explained it to me you need to sign up as a model, you flex, you invite people to one-to-one, -one, you know. And he said, you would make a killing. And I'm like, huh. And I'm a very curious person, D-Rock. I'm a very curious person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to explore things. I like to find out things myself, you know. Right. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? Let me try it. Let me see what it's like. And and I did. And um, I think in those two weeks, I did pretty well. Um, people... Obviously, when they see someone new on a the website, they want to know, get to know them. They want to see me more. And, you know, it got really exciting for me as well. And I think that's where I got talking to a lot of people when they told me about Session World. And and again, it was something that they they opened my eyes to, which I didn't know existed at all. It was something, something new to me. Um, so I had to do a bit of research myself um mm -hmm. and i would say i think in 2020 november i think i think i did my first session with someone so yeah it was pretty nerve-wracking but it was so much fun <laughs> oh so what what type of uh session was that that first session you did so the first session i did was lift and carry um so the lift and carry sessions I do, I think, is my also my niche, what people come to me for, um, because, as you know, I'm a, quite strong. I'm power lifter. Mm -hmm. So and I don't think there is many girls in the UK that that do it. So I would be one of those. And because I also travel and a lot of people do come and see me for it. But, yeah, the the guy that I had a session with the first time, he still sessions with me. So, oh. Yeah. So how much how much did he weigh? 
Um, so he was 82 kilo and I was at the time 94. I was quite so big. Were, so you were about 207 yes. pounds and he yeah. was about 180, 181. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now was there uh, any types of particular lifts that you that you enjoy doing or that you get asked to do more than others? Um, I think the most popular um, amongst all the guys I've been lifting is the cradle. It's really popular. Okay. I think it's the actual actual lift. It resonates somehow with them being protected, being, you know, so close to someone. Um, overhead lift is the most favorite. Um, obviously, I can't lift every person, but someone who's a bit lighter on the lighter side, I can. Um, kind of like an overhead press, kind of huh? like that. Do you mean like an overhead, like a, like a press, like that? Yes. Like where you, yeah. Okay. So, so the way I do it is uh, I got my own way. I think there's two ways you can do it. You can ask the person to stand on a higher, like a table or chair, and you ri- literally hoist them up and hold them. There's a one way to do that. I've only tried it like maybe once or twice. I don't particularly like that way to do it. Uh, my favorite thing to do is to put them into like a, put them on my shoulders and then I'm going to like guide them through where to put their hands and um, legs. And then I'm just going to put one leg underneath their armpits and then other one kind of like in between their crotch. Mm-hmm. And I would just press them overhead. <laughs> right. So you kind of like doing, you do it from like a fireman's carry. That's right. Yes. That's and right. Then so from go the into a press. Yeah. So for me, I find it, it's, it's a little bit easier um, because I can kind of like jerk it up, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and then hold them that way. Um, but I did go through a shoulder injury last year, so I stopped to put a bit. But now it's, getting, it's better now. So I have been doing that a bit more often. So but that is one of the favorites that people ask all the time. But yeah. what I also find weird is um, interesting, not weird. That's every person will have a particular lift they prefer and they like. Yeah, which is very interesting. Yeah. No, see, I'm 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 a lover. Lift and carry is, is maybe is up there for like my favorite thing. I, I love lift and carry, but mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a bigger guy, so I'm I'm opposite where I like to be the one who lifts. So I'm always oh. when I do a session, I like to lift the session wrestler. Oh, cool. Okay. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I, I get it. Like, cause I, that was something I always did growing, you know, in in school, if you go to like a pool party, I was always the kid. I, I like to like lift the girls overhead and stuff. Like it was always just a thing. And even girls I, you know, dated, it was just fun to just do different yeah. lifts and carries yeah. and stuff. So in, in sessions, I'm always like, I'll do a lift and carry, but is it cool if I lift you? So that's yeah. why I kind of, I, I get it from your end kind yeah. of a lot because I'm I'm usually the one who likes to do the lifting. But I think that's more like accepted in the society. The guy is going to lift the girl that's a little bit like, you know, like Correct. So that's more accepted in a sense when when people will, will hear about a girl lifting guy in a certain ways, a lot of people can look at it as a little strange and weird you know because in i think in your situation that would be more accepted acceptable yeah yeah but, yeah 
Oh, that's interesting. Very good. <laughs> so how much do you weigh then? Uh, I guess, let me try to, because I, I guess you'd want to hear it. Are you good with, I, should I try to find it in kilos? Yeah, I think that would be a little bit better for me to imagine. Like I'm feel... about 120. I go from like 120 to 125 in kilos. Oh, wow. Okay, so you are, yeah, yeah, you're quite on heavy side, aren't you? Are you quite tall? Uh, about 5'10". Okay, so a little bit taller than me. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So what's the what's the heaviest girl you lifted then? In 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 a session or just in general? Um, both. In a session, I lifted somebody who was about two twenty to two thirty. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and I I I did that i did uh that was really fun because uh, i did the one the the most impressive one i did we were oil wrestling hmm. and we were just in the middle of uh you know we were just having fun at oil wrestling and she's about six foot and about 220 to 230 and just like i kind of just scooped down like she had me down and i just picked her up and like we were all dressed in oil but i did like a yeah. fireman's carry and i was kind of surprised she was surprised too because like if we were dry, it'd be like, yeah, no problem. But with the oil and stuff, but I had it like a good grip and I was mm. not to like brag. I was quite proud of that lift. Cause it was like, <laughs> Oh, I didn't, I, cause it wasn't like rehearsed. It was just kind of like natural when it happened. Yeah. And mm. I'm like, you know, two thirty in oil is not easy. So I was like, Oh, that's right. really impressive. So really. thank you. See, thank you. Beefcake. That makes me from, from you saying that I feel even more. <laughs> that's a, out of, that's really cool. Yeah, um, very impressive, definitely. Mm. And then uh, there's a woman. It's the same woman, um, probably because I know, like in the pool, it's like easier to do. Okay. Yes. Like in yeah. in water. So mm-hmm. I've she's been a friend for a while. So in the pool and out of the pool, I've done like a fireman's carry, and she's gone from like two seventy five, two eighty to like three hundred, and I did a fireman's carry. Uh, both out of the pool and in the pool. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably the, as far as I can, yeah, the heaviest, heaviest person I lifted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's really impressive. Definitely. I think for me, the heaviest person I've lifted, um, don't know how much is that in pounds. You can calculate that. It was 95 kilo. Oh, so about about two oh nine, two ten. Yeah, yeah. So wow. I even did a cradle on this person. He was really impressed. I was even impressed um, because cradle is not the easiest uh, right. move to do, especially obviously it's going to put a lot of strain on your back. Um, but yeah, so I was like, okay, let me try it. You know, I'll try anything. And he was really impressed. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, I, I feel cradle for, for me. Yeah, everyone's probably different. Cradle is probably the second hardest lift, mm. which I probably would surprise most people. Like for me, the hardest one is the overhead press. But yeah. I think that wouldn't surprise the, the common person that that can be difficult. But I think the cradle, people think that's so easy. But that's always, that's like the second, like it's, it. I have to like really make sure like my posture is good and my technique is good yeah. more than the others. Mm. So like that, that is very impressive that you did that. Yeah, it is. It is pretty hard. And when, and I will know that every person that will come and see me for lift and carry will want to try um, create a lift 
So yeah, like you say, you have to make sure the posture's right and you know, you get it in a in a good position. So because I did go through the shoulder injury, I could not do the way where you'll ask the person to be stood up and you you kind of like scoop them up into a cradle. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do that because of my shoulder injury. So I find a really good way how to do it. Maybe you can try. Maybe it's a little tip for you. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> what I do is I ask them to sit on my lap, you know, oh. sideways. And then obviously one hand is around their like uh, upper back and then other one, I'm just going to put them underneath there, like behind the knees and I just lift them up that way. So it is a little bit easier, but obviously once you stood up with that person, you still need to make sure your posture's right. You're really tight and carrying them around. But it's just, I found that to be working really effectively for me to avoid like aggravating my shoulder. So yeah. 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 Okay. Cause that, that's cause a, a way that I've done it kind of sometimes to help me out, but you have the shoulder injury is, you know, there's the fireman's carry, but there's also like the, the over the shoulder. Yep. So a lot of times mm-hmm. I'll do pick someone up over the shoulder and then kind of like configure them and like, you know, move them over into a cradle carry from like over the shoulder. Oh, okay. I'm just so, trying, I'm just trying to imagine how would you do that? So would they be facing? So the face would be towards your back. Yes. Yeah. So I picked them up and like, yeah, their face is over the back. And like, okay. they, they instead of like the firemen, they just have like, they're just over the, my one shoulder. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then from there, you're kind of like scooting them over into like a cradle. Like you're kind of like moving like their legs and like scooting them into like a cradle carry. Oh, okay. I think I'm. I might try that next time. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. If that works, but uh, my way also works really, really well because I yeah, also... I'll, I'll try your way yeah. too. Yeah, definitely. Because even with yours that were mine, you still get like two lifts in one, if you know what I mean. So it's either mm-hmm. like uh, sitting in a lap and a cradle or you can have your fireman carry and a cradle you know so there's two in one which is great right 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 and I, and I always when I watch like lift and carry videos I'm always like I'm impressed with the the, the person when the woman is like they do a bunch they kind of like do a bunch of lifts consecutively without putting the person down you yes. know what I'm saying yeah like so yeah. that's why I'm like oh like that's pretty cool to do like like I've seen like even like, you know, a VV lane or someone like they just go from one lift to the other. Sheena, I've seen her do it. And it's always like really cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's pretty tiring. You know, like I've done um, short clips as well where I would do maybe like 10 minutes consecutively. I would just wouldn't stop and I would just try to lift that person for like 10 minutes straight. And then after you like, wow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it is pretty hard. And I think a lot of people who haven't experience lift and carry sessions with a person um they don't always have a realistic expectation you know Mm -hmm. because it is not easy obviously you want to give them the um the nice experience of lift and carry and they want to feel like they want to feel light in your hands you know um but the person who has done it many many times they will have the um understanding how hard it can be and it will give you a break whereas i think newer people who have seen a lot of lift and carry ses- um, videos they would have that realistic expectation you know right but i think that's what i found uh, like it hasn't happened to me 
but uh, I have odd questions there and then sometimes emails saying, so could you do it for one hour straight? I'm like, hmm, I think that's not be a, not, it's not realistic, is it? You know, right. could, you, could you do a, a one hour session in the gym without stopping? No. You know? No, it's, I, I can only imagine because I am a fan, I'm, I'm, you know, someone who is, I'm not in the industry as like a, a session wrestler. Um, and I remember right when the, the shutdown happened, I was at my old, my other job and, you know, we, we kind of started, my coworkers and I, a few of us started hanging out with each other more than like ever before, because we were only seeing each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm. we weren't seeing anybody. So we're like, well, we're already, you know, at work. So we're, we're, you know, we might as well just order food, you know, it's a Friday and hang yeah. out because we're not we can't do anything else so it was kind of like different and unique in a way I know a lot of people have those stories but this one co-worker of mine me and her used to always like goof off and play tag and and like stuff like that like after like you know all the patients had gone home mm. and she was about five eight and like 175 mm. and so she would always like jump on me and try to like sneak attack and I would like lift her up and stuff so one time, like, she did it, and, like, I had, like, she gets, like, a piggyback thing. And then she's like, ooh, ooh, can you uh, do an overhead press from here? And, oh. and she wanted my other coworker to, like, take a video so she could put it on Instagram. And I was like, that's not that. That's that. That's hard. I don't know. Yes. Like, I'm like, I'm going to need, like, and she had no idea. She thought I could just do it. I go, no. I'm like, when you watch, like, WWE, they're, the person getting lifted is helping. I go, it's still impressive. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah. you can't just be like a fish. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, and then I'm just yes. going to overhead press you from like the ground. I go, I can lift you a lot of ways, but that takes a lot. And she kind of was like, oh, well, you say you like lift. I go, yeah, that still doesn't mean. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a, it's a different thing, isn't it? Than um, yeah. lifting a barbell or lifting a person. Like you say, you even if that person is like a fish and it completely doesn't have any balance, it's it makes it 10 times harder. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but if they have a really good core strength, like especially if you do like a shoulder ride with someone, which is, by the way, one of my favorites. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, like a shoulder ride I do on a person, if they don't have any kind of balance, it's going to be so much harder for me. If yeah. they do, I can do it for like nonstop for like 10 minutes, you know. So, um, but yeah, I know what you mean. So a lot of people don't don't think don't think that through and um they think it's so easy but it's not but obviously you can't just say look i can't do it you could but right. you still want to try you still want to try you know yeah it's, it's like a weird like you try you always try to you know at least for me you try to check the ego at the door uh, you yes. try to but sometimes when you have so then i was like no i had to show her like clips on youtube of like people doing it and like i'm like look at the person getting lifted like they're their core and like they're pushing off on the uh -huh. show and i go it doesn't take away that person doing the press is extremely strong yeah to do it but like this is how she was like oh and i'm like yeah like no it's not you don't really see that like so did you do it then i did do it i did oh, do it. Okay. it took a couple i had to like we had to like just you know practice more her like being straight and like so it's like a few tries but we did do it Mm, awesome. we did do it so it was it was because that's always like the uh for me that's like the the uh i guess like the, the 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 top lift like that's like really like cool to do it is and uh 
it, it's like, yeah, you really feel that strength. And I've, I've been able to do it to like, like Sheena, I got her like Megan Jones, even a goddess Nadia mm-hmm. where like we're wrestling. And then like, you know, I'll be like, all right, I'll, I'll tap. And they're on top of me and I'll like press them while yeah. like, like, like to like, and just to kind of like show them I can like move. So I'll like press them off of me and like just put them down nicely but i'm doing like an over but i'm doing it like on my back on the ground right yeah so it's cool but it's like oh i guess and that that was something i did do um when i met megan jones she's a session wrestler she's like about five eight one eighty five so that's you know what is that in kilo about 85 kilos okay Mm -hmm. and from the ground i could like press her like when i was like on my back I did like about like ten reps with her, and that, okay, that was, that's, that was that's cool. really good. Yeah, that's but good. it's not the overhead like I'm standing up press. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like also, have you been asked to do um, a bench like like a like a chest press with a person? Have you been asked to do that? Yeah, so that's I guess kind of what like I like where I'm like on like the mat or on the bed, and then I kind of like the person lays across like my chest and then yeah. I'm like, so that's kind of what I did with like Megan Jones. Okay. Christina. It's kind of like that. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. I was trying to imagine that. So it is, it is again, pretty hard to do. So, which is like, I would have to say quite impressive to do. If you do it, did it 10 times. Yeah. That's pretty good actually. Well, I'll, I'll tell the, the story. I think I might have said it before on the show. So with like Megan Joe, and this is not, this is me. Like sometimes I'll be honest, uh, beefcake. I, I don't always, I, I get, especially I was younger. Like I'm a little older now. I'm more into technique. When I was younger, I was kind of just like, it's just my strength and that's all it takes. Yeah. So is this is not on like Megan Jones is in great shape. So this is on me. Like the second time I saw her, she remembered. So she was like, Oh, you want to try it again? And so I tried it and I did do it, but mm-hmm. my back went out. Oh, so then like, and this was like halfway through the session I felt my back. So then we start wrestling again. Mm-hmm. And before, you know, I, it's a, it's a semi comp, but I'm, you know, it's like, she's going to win. And I just like make do a little resistance. So that's how it was started off before. Then I do the, the, the chest press after the chest press, she would start wrestling again. And I put up like no fight. I would, cause my, but I didn't want to tell her my back hurt, you know, that ego. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, Oh, what happened? Come on. You have no fight in you. And I go, oh, you're just so good. But deep down, I was like, I'm in so much pain. Oh no! I'm in so much pain. And she was at this this hotel. I'm in I'm in Philadelphia, so she was on like the the tenth floor. So I was like, all right, good to see you. And then as soon as she like shut the door, it was the longest walk to the elevator. I had to go all the way down and then walk to the car. Oh. I was out of commission for about a few days. I was like, my back. But I never told her that because it wasn't uh-huh. her. It was it was me not caring about the technique and the form i was just like i'm just yes. gonna do it yeah yeah you have to be careful with those kind of things definitely Absolutely. so yeah luckily um i haven't done anything like i haven't pulled anything i haven't you know during lift and carry because because of what i do as a powerlifter i have to be careful mm-hmm. um you know and then when someone news asks me someone on the heavier side can you do this and if i feel like i'm going to put myself in the danger always say no you know right. you have to be careful so um 
but I'm always going to try. If I know I can do it, I'll do it. If if I can't, I won't, you know. No, but, no, and that's kind of why I always um it's really hard because it's hard to if someone's traveling, like even if they're in a hotel with a pool, you know, you're not getting that privacy. But sometimes I'm like, man, I wouldn't mind being able to have like to do a lift and carry and you have access to like a pool because it is like it's easier on the joint. I'm you know, I'm in my mid thirties, I'm getting older now. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you were like in your twenties and stuff, like it was like, sure, I'll do this lift. And that's why I was like, Yeah, no, I just do it. And now I'm like, I still love it, but I'm like, I, I feel it easier now and I feel it more. So then I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, man, it'd be cool if I could like we could find like a pool area, especially like if I ever, you know, want to like be in a video or a clip with someone and shoot. Yeah. yeah. Like uh you know, be cool. Kind of, I think it would look cool too, but it'd be like, I think it easier, would. Yeah. You know, it's, it's given me a good idea. I haven't done like lift and carry from the pool. I think that's a really good idea. I should try that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks cool, but I think it's easier. You're not like, it's not as strenuous. Yeah. You know, mm. like water, because everyone's lighter in the water and stuff. So that's true. That's true. But yeah, I should try that definitely. Mm. So, so that's, I had a, uh, a lift and carry challenge last year with um, Natasha Leona. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like, she's about like five, nine to two sixty. Uh, so about one, about like 120 kilograms. So that's where I lifted that, that the person in the pool, like my friend, cause I, yeah. I gotta get, I gotta practice. So I did like a few, like, uh, fireman carries and like squats in the pool. We we you know we, we go to the same pool that has like a, I mean same gym that has a pool and a sauna and stuff. So I'm like I gotta mm-hmm. practice. So I had to get ready for that lift challenge. So, um, you know it, that's why like the pool kind of helped with that too. Yeah, yeah. So what was the lift challenge? What 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 kind of? Lift? It was uh so I had to to do five lifts, and and I do have it. I'm not the best with editing clips and stuff, so I do have the camera like the mm-hmm. footage but it was like five lifts of my choosing and I had to uh to lift Natasha and if I won I got like uh like a tantric massage because she's studied like how to do like a tantric massage yeah. and if I lost it would be like a face sitting uh thing <laughs> awesome. which, re- which really am I really losing either way you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly exactly so that's awesome it's it's but, funny because um there was a guy uh there's a guy in uk who does lift and carry and he sees like he's seen pretty much every session girl for lift and carry that does them who wants to actually try lift and carry and i'm sure so he what he does is he asks um um a lot of girls like like a, it's like a little challenge so you have to carry this person on your back like just a simple piggyback ride and um as long as you can so he will time you on his phone um you know and then you have to carry them as long as you can so i think i lasted for about i don't know was it like over five minutes like non-stop you have to like walk around with him and carry him so my wow. legs my quads and my glutes were absolutely on fire my <laughs> my glutes i was just like i'm sorry but i'm gonna have to drop you know and then i had to like sit down for five minutes but because my glutes were rock hard so and then he messaged me after saying oh someone beat you so i think it was like 
close towards 10 minutes. And I'm like, wow, that's impressive. Wow. And, and how, how much does this guy weigh? He was, I think, 65 kilos. So it's, he's not a heavy guy. Yeah, about one, about one forty-three. Yeah, yeah. So he was, he was, uh, it was. The thing is, like when he was on my back, I thought, oh, you know what? I think I could probably do this like for fifteen, twenty minutes, easy. But then when you start walking, you know, and you're using your legs and your glutes, whew, yes, it was a nice burn. <laughs> so, oh, I bet. Yeah, but uh, I don't know how many people he has seen. But uh, he asks this to every session goal, which is, I think, pretty cool, actually. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> a little challenge there. No, no, I, um, I, I'm a fan of this. There's this, uh, I guess he's like a power lifter. He's from, like, uh, I forget which country in Africa. His name is Iron Bibby. So you can um, mm. uh, look him up at, for anyone listening, you know. And he's about 6'2", like 400, like really strong. And he has he I, it was cool seeing him for like guinness world records he did most overhead presses of a person in one minute oh and my he, god he got some like insane it was like 80 something but it was like this woman who i i mean i would if i had to, to bet i i think she probably i don't know she's she's 50 kilos maybe mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. 50 anywhere 50 to 60 kilos i would guess like, yeah. if you look at the clip, if anyone's listening, look or looks at the clip and finds out if they say how much she weighs or they give a guess, I think she's anywhere from 50 to 60 kilo, which isn't the heaviest. But if you're doing overhead press in a minute, like you said, that wears on you. And yeah. So and see how him, many times did he do it? Do you remember? I believe he because he got the world record. I believe it was about. I feel like he had 80. <gasps> no way. Wow. Okay. That is pretty intense. It was yeah. it was cool to see. Yeah. So I I met up with Ambra, Ambra the wrestler. I don't know if you know, she's from Italy, from um and she is so we did our first clip together as a bit of like a wrestling uh content and also lifting carry because I knew that that would be pretty cool because of how light she is and I think at the time she was 45. So she was literally half of me. And um, so, and we met up again last week in London. And we were trying to make these like clips and contents for people who actually requested them, paid for them. So, and one of the um, guys asked me to overpress Ambra as many times as I could. And I was like, oof, you know, with my shoulder, I'm going to be have to be careful. But I wanted to give it a go again. So I believe in that video I did, it wasn't like till failure. But even mm-hmm. for me to do that, like I think she, she's a bit lighter now. She's like 39, um, like maybe four or five times. But like continuously, like I would just kind of like start from, she was in my kind of like across my chest there from that position. You know where your bar sits at the front? Yeah. And just kind of press overhead. So I did that for about four or five times. I'm like, oh, okay. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's so awesome. I, so I suppose if I wouldn't have stopped and just kept going, I would probably 
could have done like 10, 12 times, which is pretty cool. So next time, I promise I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you <laughs> so... might be able you might go for Iron Bibby's uh his record here. <laughs> record. <laughs> and and I looked it up for it was is 82. He did it in April of 2019 in in London. It, he oh. did it 82 times. So okay. it was kind of um looking at the video again, they uh it was like two guys took this woman and so he was set up for the overhead press and they kind of, one person had her arms, one people had like her ankles and they right. kind of like put her on his hands. And then I from see. there, he just, he just goes for one minute and mm. he got 82 times. He's also, I mean, he is one of the strongest men in the world. Yeah. Um, like he's in, he's a strong man comp competitor. He, he did set the, uh, the log lift world championship. Like he's done that yeah. record. So like, he's, he's kind of like, He's built for this, I guess you could say. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But uh, it, it's just like, man, that that was something like, man, I, I, I'll be real. I mean, you never want to beat the fetus, but I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be able to do that. But that'd be really mm. cool to do. I know that is pretty pretty uh, impressive, definitely. So yeah. you know, yeah. that might be our our. We might we might train up, and then one day we'll meet up either in the U.S. or in the U.K. Mm. and then we'll we'll try to break his record. <laughs> that would be so cool though I'm going to have to find like um, a lighter person I would definitely give it a go you know I would definitely do that oh yeah I know I know it, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I would love I don't know because I'm not the best at I'm good at guessing height I'm not the best at guessing weight so if, mm. if maybe if you see it or someone who kind of can guess the weight I don't, I don't know I, I, I never could find out how much she weighed because that that would right. kind of be like a good like parameter of like, yeah, like you know she's an adult she's grown I know that mm. but I'm like I don't know how much she weighs. Much. Mm. Either way, it's impressive, but it's kind of like oh, it'd be good to kind of know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's that's really impressive. But yeah, lift and carries are quite quite interesting, and it's it's again something I I didn't know existed, which is weird. And I still remember, like I said before. I still remember my first session and I had no clue what I was doing, you know, and I was, right. I was really nervous and I had to go on Google and I, I even went on Pornhub to find a lift, you know, like I was yeah. like, I'm going to have to like properly do the research, what what I need to do, what this person is expecting from me, you know. So um, I remember I was so incredibly nervous and I turned up to the hotel he booked and uh and the first thing that came out of my mouth was like, um, by the way, just so you know, this is my first time, you know? And I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. So I think he was a bit like, oh, I shouldn't have come. I should have shouldn't have booked, you know? I think his face was like, a bit like, oh, I don't know what to expect. But then the session went on and I did all the lifts that I could remember from the videos, you know, like, you know, the fireman carries and cradles and all sorts and then at the end, he says, if you haven't told me that this was your first time, I would have never known. Wow. I was like, really? He was like, yeah, so you were incredibly strong and um, really, really good at it. I was like, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was quite impressed. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Now, mm. do, you, do you think, because it's, I love lifting carry. And, you know, I think that's what's fascinating is you can break it down where some people are into face sitting, mm -hmm. fantasy, wrestling, oil, or, you know, and a, and a combination. How how popular is, like, do you think, like, 
people who like love lift and carry like how like, do you have a lot of like even like for your clips or like is it really popular mm-hmm. or is it kind of like really really niche i think it is pretty popular because i am i am in this involved in this world so for me i think it's quite popular um it, it, I do a few clips. I, I think I should do more clips and I'm, I'm pretty lazy with that because I'm busy with, with doing sessions. Um, but it is probably one of my most popular requests uh, in the sessions and also Fantasy Wrestle, which is also one of my favorites. Um, okay. Especially like scissoring. Um, you've seen the legs that I have. You know, yes. you have to try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to. It would be rude not to, even when the person is coming comes in for like, uh, I don't know, like arm wrestle, you know. And when they come in for arm wrestle, the reason why they come for arm wrestle is to test my strength, mm-hmm. you know. And and I always try to make make a person feel at ease. And I always have a joke with them, have a laugh with them, you know, have a good time. Mm-hmm. And um, and I always say, why don't you just try some scissors for me? <laughs> you know, like I always like humor them, and I always kind of like. Um, if you want to actually really test my strength, you need to test everything, you know? So that is one of my favorites and uh, a lot of people cannot last very long. <laughs> I, I bet. No, I bet. Yeah. I, I, I don't um, think it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny because I've just remembered um, the overhead lifts that I do and even like scissors, I would say, it's like, always say it with a joke, but it's true, it's like one of my party tricks. So if I'm in a party, you know, like people that I haven't met or have met, and this was interesting, it was about a month ago, two months ago, I was at this house party. And um, and there was only like two people I knew, the rest of them were completely strangers. I never mm-hmm. met them like in real life, only on Instagram, you know, like I've seen them only there. And uh, I look at this girl and she's really like, quite short and quite skinny i'm like hmm i wonder if i could press her overhead <laughs> so i i sneakily go up to her I was like can you just tell me how much do you weigh and she goes um she's like looks at me confused she's like um i think about 50 or 55 i'm like come here i just picked her up and press her overhead she was shocked <laughs> So, Let me ask: Did she? How did she? Like, I she was shocked at like, or looked at you kind of weird at first. But after you did it, how 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 did she look at you? She was impressed. She she didn't think I was gonna be able to do it because I don't think she's ever been pressed overhead like that. And it was interesting because when I put her down, she was completely shocked and surprised. But then one of the guys, he was like, "Can you do it with me?" I'm like, "Of course I can." And I still have the videos, you know, because. It is something that's in a private setting. I wouldn't never post them because obviously of the other people. But I mean, and I was like, of course. And he was like 75 and it's still the same. And the ceiling was quite low. So I literally pressed him against the, the ceiling. <laughs> so, but yeah, so it was it, like, I always joke around with it. It's my party trick. Oh, so, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And then people say, oh, can you... Can you do like overhead lifts, you know, in my questions, Q and A's on Instagram? I was like, well, invite me to your party and then we'll yeah. see it from there, you know? <laughs> no. And see, I think that's where, like you said, like for society, like it's more common or accepted for men to do it. Yeah, exactly. But I think for like party tricks, like, and I have been able to, not at parties, but just hanging out like small gatherings, 
some women are like, oh, you think you can't? And like, like my coworker did, my former coworker did at that point. But I think like for party tricks, I've seen that a lot where like people are impressed and they're like, oh, like you, like this woman can't lift this guy. And like, it's not, it's people who aren't, they're vanilla. They're not in the mixed wrestling community, mm. but they, their people are impressed to see it. They're like, oh, like they want to like see if this woman can lift this guy or whatever, yeah. this woman can yeah. lift this other woman. So I think you women have that advantage where you're not really getting like men like, oh, can you lift this other woman or this man? Like you're not really getting that party trick no. thing. Yeah. But women can do that. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's also how strange there was uh, one person contacting me, contacting me all the time saying about, can you lift me? Can you lift me? Because a lot of people, I think, I don't know how to even explain this. Like, Obviously, it's like a little fantasy for them to be lifted by a strong woman, you know, mm-hmm. and to, to to experience the feeling, what it's like, you know. And this person has, like, been messaging me all the time and, like, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you please do this? And you're, like, really relentlessly. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, so I never... I don't ever do in-call sessions because obviously due to discretion and I don't want people to come over to my house and stuff because he lived literally 10 minutes from me. Um, mm. I was like, you know what, just come around. And which we, we, like, so I pressed him, like I tried to put him on my shoulders. I, I didn't really press him overhead, but I did a shoulder ride with him, which he was impressed. So he was one of my heaviest lift and carry people. So he was about also 95, 94. So, and um, since then he was being completely obsessed and he's been asking me ever since. So I don't know what it is that happens. Um, maybe you can also tell me, I don't know what it is that happens. Why, why people get so excited about it, you know, being lifted by a woman. So I don't know. It's just, um, well, I guess for me, because I was opposite. So I've, I've always been like, so like in, in America, my height is like around average, a little bit over average. Yeah. So I, I never had like, whatever like the tall, but I, I was always, since I was like probably eight or nine, I was a thicker kid and I was always into strength. Mm. And so my thing was always, I loved, cause I, I don't know. I, I remember not to be long winded, but I remember like first or second grade, like in gym class, you used to have to run the mile run. And very early on, I kind of just knew, like, speed is – I'm never going to be fat. I kind of just was like, that That dream is done. I'm not fat. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like – I just – my goal went from, like, oh, can I win? To then after, like, very quickly, I was like, I just don't want to be in last place, mm. you know. So speed kind of went out, and I think that's why I gravitated toward power. So for me, it was – when it comes to lift and carry – I always was more into being the one who got lifted. Right. But um, I I feel like, so like I've, I've only been lifted once in a session. Amazon Amanda lifted me. So mm-hmm. um, it, it was different for me in that regard, but I guess I can connect it where I do like, it is like an attraction for me to see a woman strong and I, and like, yeah. and a woman is just physically strong. Mm. and it's different it's women who like have that strong look is attractive but also women who are just maybe thicker and have like that i don't know like that country strong 
like yeah. like either way or and then i've even seen it where i've been attracted to women who are smaller and thin but then like wow they're very strong and can do mm. impressive lifts and yeah. i think it is just like it's the it's not the norm no and it's it's kind of like it's not like as far as society like i think there's an, for me like there's an attraction to it's not society's norms yeah and it's, like it's a turn on and i think it's a turn on for a lot of men to see a badass woman and i mean and badass can be defined in different ways like it doesn't just mean physical but like it's it's hot to see like a woman who doesn't care and and like to me you know it's it's hot to see a woman who likes to box or do mma it's hot to see a woman who is physically strong and can lift or Mm -hmm. it's just a turn on i think to see that confidence and to see someone who's like saying screw society standards yeah yeah i think that's what it is for a lot of people i suppose yeah because like it's not um socially accepted to woman be that strong you know it is changing now like right we'll see a lot of women now getting stronger getting bigger getting more like okay with it you know this is actually quite attractive quite sexy to be big and strong and have these muscles so it is changing but i think it's there's still a lot of gray area that um a lot of people especially like even men they think, oh, women shouldn't be that big, shouldn't be that strong. It's like, why not? It's attractive, you know? So there's always going to be someone that's going to not like the idea of it. But I think for me personally, and you definitely, like, I, I love being strong. I love being big. I love being able to move all these weights and even lift these people, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's just, like you say, so badass. And I, it's just amazing. So I am so glad that I have found this world that I can express myself um you know my show my strength and um but yeah and share this with other people so i think it's so cool so cool no it really is and I, i'm the same like i i love so much of this world but it's like if you give me one that is like my go-to favorite it, it, it's the lift and carry and it, mm. it's fun and it, and it surprises me all the time when i'll do a session and i'm like it's a cool if i lift you and they're like yeah, and they they'll say like they've been doing it for years, and they've never had a guy ask to lift them. Yeah, kind of. I'm kind of like, oh, I stand out a little bit, you know. Yeah, which is yeah, which is pretty cool because I do get a lot of lighter guys than me trying to lift me only because to see how heavy I am, how actually heavy and big I am, and um, and I I always kind of like, oh, I'm not sure about this because I don't trust that they actually can do it. You know, but I think oh. if someone would look at you and think, "Oh, okay, I think this guy can handle me," then it's a it's a kind of a different um, different situation. But um, I let them try. I let them kind of like maybe get me in a bear hug, in that kind of like um, a hold, and mm-hmm. maybe just to kind of lift me off from my feet. That's it. Like that's that's enough. So at least they can feel how heavy I am. But oh, so but you've I'm never not... you've never had someone like really like give you like lifts in a uh, session. No, no. Um, let me just think. No, no, because um, a lot of guys I think that come see me, they want to be the ones that are lifted. You know, which is cool. Like, you know, which is oh fun. yeah, but. Um, I haven't sessioned with a, like a really like a bigger, stronger guy than me that says, you know what, let me try to lift you up. And I'll be like, okay, tr- let's try. But no, I've had actually a lot of guys that 
couldn't even move me from the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like in in a bear hug, and I just see them like really struggling. They're like, I can't get you up. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, so. that's and that's that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you because for me, there's like session wrestlers, women who were like, I, I tell the story when I first saw Jennifer Thomas and she's, you know, five, one to like one forty, but like all muscle. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, I, you know, my, now we are friends. I've sessioned with her many times. We talk all the time. My first time I was like, yeah, I want to lift. She's like, okay. And I went for the cradle carry and I did it, but I was like, wow, she's, solid like it was but but i had lifted other women who were maybe like curvier they thicker it weighed more but it was Mm. like easier but she was like i'd like kind of like oh okay and i kind of wondered is there like a body type with like either like their frame or their height that could be more of a challenge for you to lift yes so i what i find is if i if i lift someone that is a lot taller like taller than me, which will be kind of like six foot or over. And even if they come to me and say, look, I'm about 85 or 90, I'm going to be like, okay, I think I'm, I'm going to find this pretty easy. So the taller you are, the easier it's going for me to be lift you. The, the shorter you are, more compact you are. So it's kind of like, imagine like, like a, a barbell. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you have someone that's really tall, so the, the way distributes more evenly across the body height now if you have someone that is a lot shorter like shorter than me and they even say oh i'm about 75 kilo and you you would think oh that's quite easy quite pretty light but then when you start doing the lifts you will find it quite challenging because it's more compact right right this is why i found um with my lift and carry sessions but i found that taller guys are a lot easier to carry and handle mm. so yeah but um, obviously if someone's going to come in and be be 60 kilo 50 kilo and quite short then it's obviously it's easy right but, um every person is different but i do find taller guys are a lot lot easier yeah gotcha gotcha mm. now so was she quite tall was who quite tall so the woman that you lifted no, Jen Thomas is like five. So the one that I kind of struggled with, like yes. surprising. She's yeah. about five foot one. Oh, well, so see, that's what that's what I mean. So she's quite short. Mm-hmm. So that's why you you quite struggled. Maybe you found oh, you know, like quite not right. wouldn't say challenging, but you quite found it quite tough. You thought oh wow, it, okay. it was a surprise. Like so now after that, I I kind of it was like a ment- it's a weird mental thing mm. where I I, I kind of it was a good lesson where. I saw like her number and I just was like, oh, because, you know, before it was just like the the lighter you are, it's easier, the heavier. I wasn't thinking like like at the time, because I was this was also like my first year doing sessions. So I started doing them in like 2012. So she was maybe my let me think my third, my fourth session I'd ever done was meeting Mm -hmm. with her. So I was still new to, like, I had been a fan for years, but as far as participating, I was new. So I was just based off of, like, oh, the the weight. So, you know, 180 is more than 140, or you know what I mean? And I had lifted people who were heavier than her in previous sessions. So I kind of thought this should be easy, but I didn't. She, she, you know, former 
bodybuilder and is very mm-hmm. like, muscle and she's like all muscle like 5'1", 140 all muscle so it was kind of like I was able to cradle her but I kind of was like surprised I was like whoa like yeah it, it was mm-hmm. like whoa okay and then yeah. it was like from then on out every like I sessioned with her in November it's easy but it was like a mental thing to just be like yeah. prepared you know what I mean like yeah like yeah. once I knew that I was like it's not too bad like it's, it was easy but that first time yeah. I was like what the heck I know. So if you if you if you kind of like compare, like I said before, like a barbell. So you've got the barbell and you've got like 20s on either side. So that's your 60 kilo weight. Now, if you're going to pick up a 60 kilo ball, that's a different ball game. So it's exactly like that. Mm-hmm. So good, good I, comparison, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think you struggle that way. And I always ask for heights and weights. The height I think is very very important so i always take that in consideration i could always imagine even on email so if they tell me um their stats so it's kind of like in front of my eyes i can just imagine how easy it's going to be or how hard it's going to be so yeah now yeah for like we talked about like the pride and being able to lift someone do you get is it a better better feeling if you lift like one lift on a really heavy on a heavier person or if you have a lighter person and you're able to do a bunch of like lifts in a row like which one do you get more of that like feeling Hmm. from Hmm. i think i think i quite enjoy a lot of lifts with a lighter person okay i think it's also uh obviously it's, it's the strength too but also it's endurance being able to do it for a long period of time. Um, so, yeah, I think I get more satisfaction out of it myself if I'm able to carry someone for a longer time. But obviously, if I want to do like a cradle on a heavier person, um, then that makes me feel good. I'm like, yes, I nailed it, you know? So um, it's a tricky one. Yeah. I, I don't think I could choose, but I think both of them are quite quite um satisfying (laughs) yeah but yeah definitely like i would have someone that's 90 kilo saying oh can you do a lift and carry session i'll be like okay yes of course we can do i would be maybe not the overhead lift but yes i can do that and then there would be someone who's a 100 kilo guy now that's where it's kind of i think my limit um 100 yeah. so uh like 220 yes i think that would be kind of like i haven't tried it i'm willing to try but i feel like in my head i'm like okay i think that would be my limit like i don't i don't think i would go that high but with like basic lifts i would definitely would do it um but i and also going back to people not having uh, realistic expectations and this person goes, oh, well, it's only 10 kilograms. It's nothing really, is it? So, and then I go back, well, you go to the gym and put 10 kilo on the bench press and you tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. You know, so, um, and, and then you can tell me if that's not a big difference because it's a huge difference. And it's a bigger difference on a person. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, the, 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 uh, the plates or the barbell is not squirming or is a human, like it's just there. Yeah. Yeah. So like and that's like you said, that's hard on with the at the gym, so let alone a person. Yeah, exactly. So um but I would I would definitely be willing to try. Um and I think 
if I would ever do a session with a hundred kilo guy um, and me nailing like a cradle lift or even, I don't know, a shoulder ride or something, I think I would feel really good about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I tell you. If you, I don't know in the, in the UK, but if you find that spot that like you can get like that pool or that like, you know, it was like a, a decent size like jacuzzi that like it's pretty but like you'd be able to do it in the water, I think. Hey, I think you're right. The clip will be cool, but yeah, it'll also kind of. I think you could even go heavier in your tries, like over a hundred. Probably you'd be like, oh, I could try someone who's 110 kilos. You know? Oh yeah, like, yeah, maybe. But I, I think I should definitely try this. <laughs> yeah, that's giving me idea. But yeah, awesome. No, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, is there any? I know, like you said, you're, 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 you're newer in the industry and you've had like a lot of success. Are there, do you have kind of goals of like, there, is there more clips you want to do or do you want to session more? Or what, what would you like to do in the, in the near future in, yeah, in so this industry? I have thought about this, like what, where this journey is going to take me. And uh, it is something I want to do for a longer period of time, like maybe a year or two or maybe even longer. I want to definitely do some more videos. I have been lazy with them. Um, it is something I need to do. But I do find that not a lot of people want to be filmed, you know, in a session especially. But um, that's why I need to find other people that would be okay with it. Um, so I want to do that. I want to do more videos for sure. Uh, keep sessioning because I do enjoy it. Um, mm -hmm. and I think people who come and see me for sessions, they can actually tell and can see that I actually enjoy it. Um, you know, like lift and carry and your pansy wrestle, muscle worship and face sitting and things, all all those kind of things. I think it's just brings me joy too. <laughs> so awesome. I really, really enjoy it. Um, and I have thought, of, I have spoken about this like the session role with someone that I know, like a friend of mine. And, and this was interesting because I was in Berlin for sessions as a tour. And um, so, and he didn't know what I was doing. So we sat down and we talked and, and I said, look, this is what I do. This is kind of like a very interesting world I'm, I'm involved in. So he asked the same question as you did. And he was like, so what's your kind of next step? What's your next goal? Mm -hmm. And and I was like, I don't know. You know, like, I haven't really thought about that far. And then he gave me an idea, which I thought was a great idea. And I think I'm going to pursue that. And I would love to. So I would like to, doing sessions, I would like to obviously gather as much experience I can, meeting different people and, like, coming across with different fetishes and kinks and maybe study this, you know? Oh, like, go back like, to school? Yeah, so study like psychology and study mm. like uh, I don't think if I don't think if it's like a sexual health therapist. It's more kind of like there's a different word for it. I can't remember. I can never remember the word for it. But it just mainly focuses on fetishes, and fetishes and kinks and you know and because it's just so interesting to me to find out about these things. Why do you like that kind of stuff? So when did it start? You know, I always ask these questions to people. And um, right, them uh, me making them talk about this, they feel safe. They feel safe with me, you know. And mm -hmm. uh, it is definitely something I want to do in future, like study well, this. No, I think that'd be awesome because mm -hmm. there are some like you know, I, it's funny because I'm, I'm a psychology major. I, I oh, that's what cool. my degree is. 
So, no, so I think it's always cool to meet someone else who has an interest in psychology. And, you know, I've talked with people who are sex therapists, but, like, there's nothing that really kind of, like, specializes in in this mixed wrestling strength kind of kink fetish world. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, whose specialty is, like, looking at that. Like, if you go online and look, like, I have been able over the years to find some articles, but... Um, I can say before I started this podcast, I, I went on other like, you know, sex, like talking to sex therapists on their podcast. And I knew I could always get to the front of the line and they want to talk Mm. to me because a lot of them had never heard of it, which surprised me because I'm like, oh, they've been studying this for years and they didn't know it. Or a lot of them hadn't talked to people. Mm. Yeah. So it was like, and this is in like 2016, 2007. So it's not like that long ago. And, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I feel like it's still like, like I'm starting to meet, okay, like there's more women doing it and more fans do this podcast, but from the, the psychological, like, I guess, intellectual, there's still like a lot more to, yeah. to be discovered. Yeah, because obviously there will be kings and fetishes that are related to like dominate, dominatrix and submissive right. and, you know, all those kind of like general things that you will see like on fat life or whatever. So, which is kind of more, I wouldn't say accepted, but it's more kind of like a lot of psychiatrists would know about them and they would know how to talk about them. Whereas like lift and carry and wrestling and things like that. So, which is, yeah, a lot of people wouldn't know about it, wouldn't know even where to start you know mm-hmm. so but yeah it is maybe not specifically for lift and carry and wrestling but i think i just want to do why the spectrum of just kings and fetishes in general just everything yeah that, like why why exactly that it is so attractive to you why does that get you off so much you know like things like that and um i think it's just so so interesting to me and i have been w- wanting to start to write these things down like like do a little journal you know like every after session just make a note because there will never be a session that is exactly the same as the previous one right you know so every person is going to be different you're going to have a different experience with that other person so yeah i think it's something i would like definitely like to do after this session world but um i can see myself in it for a very long time for sure yeah no absolutely and I, and i think that'd be really cool and you kind of uh you know you kind of have a, a a pretty good like head start from doing all mm-hmm. these sessions and and the people you you've been able to to talk with and have these conversations with you kind of have a a good head start of like you know yeah of, of it's been really fun, definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, and th- th- that's what the podcast has been for me because it was years and years of the only I never met another fan of this, but I knew it had to. There had to be others because mm. if I was the only one, this industry wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be going. So I'm like, there's other yeah. people, mm. but I didn't find anyone. And mo- those conversations, like you said, that I would have about why I'm into this and how they got, mm-hmm. it would be during and after sessions we would have yes. these great talks mm-hmm. so it, it is like and that would be honestly just as interesting and fun as the actual session yeah oh yeah absolutely and it's like those people who will come to see me for sessions it's 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 the conversation they will only will have it with you because it's not something they can have uh with their mates over a dinner time 
you know right right it's, it's um so they feel like um so so me trying them to open up they feel like oh my okay so this is a safe space and i can talk talk to her about it and she's not going to judge me and i think that is a really important um it's it's important for me you know and i want them to feel safe and i want them to feel like i am not judging them no matter what kind of fetish and kink you have so for you creating this podcast so a lot of people will definitely listen to you and you maybe not talk to them in real life but at least they will resonate with what you're saying and what i'm saying so and they will say okay i am not the only one you know so that will kind of make them feel like you know it's okay it's 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 you're 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 still okay <laughs> you know absolutely you know absolutely and i think we all need that that safe space and and to to feel like we're not alone and and to feel like connected and to feel like and so and also get the the um you know, a lot of times I, you know, I, I always find it like the, just how easily things, the misperceptions or misconceptions about things. And, yeah. and, you know, even with vanilla friends of mine who are understanding, you know, it'll be years into it. And then they're watching, we're watching like a UFC match and they're like, that's what your, your session wrestling is like that. And I go, no, it's not, it's not. I'm like, I always tell people, if you want to do that, you go to an MMA gym. That's not what this is. Like, it's, yeah. it's not, like, yeah. really competitive. And I'm trying – I mean, I guess there, there is a like, – people do will do competitive wrestling. But for the most part, like, it's not really that. It's 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 respect and it's yep. it's light and it's fun and it's just that feeling of connection and that feeling of feeling the other person's strength and, you know, mm. and feeling that yeah. touch. But it's not – that but people will go and think that yeah exactly yeah and um and they will just gonna say why would you do that then you know why why would you do it and and instead of like sitting there and trying to explain yourself you just think i just don't want to say you know because right we're going to understand and that's where a lot of people shut off um but yeah i know what you mean and i think it's it's important I remember one session wrestler told me this is that they, she was, she never gave names of course, but she was like, I've met uh, pro athletes, pro, you know, professional American football players, mm. really big and strong people, high ranking uh, lawyers, like these yeah. high ranking, high ranking people in the military. And they're always thinking, thinking they're in charge. Their decision affects them and so mm -hmm. many other people. And it's like it was it's a nice release where it's like they don't have to be in charge. And when I heard that, I go, that's that's a great point. It is. And I, and I, I think my majority of sessions are like this as well. Like the 50 50 percent is lift and carry and 50 percent is this is the change of dynamic. You know, these people that are expected to be dominant, to be always in charge in their day to day life, like you say, uh, lawyers i i have clients who are lawyers i have clients who are very well known like even actors and and stuff like that so they come and see me and they want to not to think about in that hour not to be in charge for that hour so they they give me the the leash if you know what i mean so they yes. give that um so i can be in charge of them and even like i i did have a session yesterday with someone that's like actually he's coming from us and he has these like loads of companies he needs to look after and he just wanted to have 
to, to be able not to think, you know, just to give me all that kind of of himself. And I was in charge and me being charged myself as a woman, it feels great. You know, I think that's why I find it so easy for myself. So yeah. when when you exchange the dynamic and when you exchange that energy with someone, they going to tell you, like, you can do whatever you want with me. And I'll be like, OK, you know, so. Um, you don't have to tell me twice, you know, and I, I, I know where to go from there. So for me to be in charge and see their face expression and see their body language, how they change during that session, I think it's amazing to me. It's absolutely mind blowing. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. And, and then yeah. when when the session ends and they transform back to the normal selves, I don't think that's that's their normal self anyways, because you have to pretend to be this dominant a person you are day-to-day -day life i think that hour that you spend with them or maybe sometimes two hours whatever time they want want to be with you with for um i think that hour that they you that they try to spend with you i think that's their real them real selves mm -hmm. because they try to let go they try to be vulnerable they try to be you know and they know it's a safe space no one's going to judge them so i always say that you know um and I can see that in the eyes. They completely let go. And I think it's amazing for me to see. So, no, I, that's a great point. That's a great point. I, I, I've told this story to a few people where, um, you know, I, I see a therapist. And, you know, when I started seeing her, I, I, it had been like a year or two of doing the sessions. And I was just like, I, I loved it. But I, I, I would say to her, I would go, you know, I do the sessions and that's great. But that's, you know, I've talked about like trying to find a partner, someone to date. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, the sessions, that's, that's fantasy world. That's not real. And after yeah. a few times she said, why, why do you keep saying that? And I go, and I was like, honestly, I, I, I'm like, I've seen guys who, you know, if they went to the strip club, they think that stripper is in love with them. Or, you know, we go out to eat and the waitress is like nice and they go, oh, she likes me. And they have yeah. a real inflated ego. And I'm like, not that my ego is so huge. But I'm like, I just kind of want to be grounded where I'm like, this is a session. We're having a great mm -hmm. time. And yep. I'm not like, is she in love with me? And she was like, no, you're not like that. But she goes, the way you describe those sessions, I think that's you being the realest you. And that's you being yeah. your truest self. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is true. It's absolutely true. Because, you know, that you do let yourself go. It's, it's, it's the only time and place you can be yourself truly. You know, um, mm -hmm. because you've been suppressing whatever whatever wants and needs you have. You've been suppressing that for such a long time. That's why you choose to go see someone for a session. You really, you're releasing yourself. You are trying to find yourself again, you know, and um, I think that is very, very true. But I agree, like, for me personally, I think it's um, very hard to find someone like in a, in a private life, like a partner that would understand what I do as well. Yeah, because it is. It is very, very hard. And, uh, and obviously me being in the industry that I am like sessions and, and training like powerlifting, obviously there's an instant attraction because I am bigger, I am stronger. And, you know, it's, it's quite easy to be attracted to that kind of person. But then you have to question yourself and thinking, is this person with me just because of the way I look? 
or because of what I can offer you, you know, like sessions, whatever. So you kind of start questioning that. So it's never truly, you will never know why they're there. Right. You know, right. it's a very fine line between I've been in a situation where I've, let's say I've been starting to, to date someone. Um, maybe through sessions, maybe it happens, maybe like once in a blue moon, which I, it does happen because you create a really great connection. So, but then there's a really fine line between actually going out with a woman you like or with a girl that you sessioned with. I think there's a really great, li- like really fine line. And then it's hard to separate reality from the session. In a sense. Yeah, that that's um, and that's where it's like I I find it. And I'm not so I'm I'm in this industry more through this podcast. So I'm not a a producer or a session wrestler like yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's like I I've had this asked this question because it's hard to to explain. I can imagine. I know it's hard for me, but for yeah. yourself, to someone who's in the vanilla world. Mm. it's hard to explain but then so you think oh the answer is to find someone in this world either a fan but then like you said are they liking you for you yeah or they're they're liking like the session wrestler because then okay like you do the sessions but then that's and maybe say you start dating someone who's into the sessions can that be a part of your your personal life sure but it has to be a part not all of it all of it or the majority yeah. of it you know yeah exactly so i have really found that really difficult and uh, i think for me what works um it is to actually date i don't want to say average people but you know what i mean like just yeah, vanilla not, yes so, so not, that's not heavily involved or doesn't really know much about this kind of lifestyle because I think I would find it easier to kind of introduce them into it slowly, to explain a little bit, you know, and mm. then up to them if they want to maybe open themselves to it and to the world. Because um, I did recently kind of like dated someone for a short period of time that, that was like a normal family guy, you know, like I've been divorced, had two kids and and very vanilla, you know, and obviously I didn't, tell him fully what I did but he knew about my OnlyFans he knew about the lift and carry he knew about all those things and he just kept saying how cool it is you know how interesting that is and and I think when when you meet Manila people and normal people I think they do find it fascinating but it's only fascinating from outside Mm. I think as soon as you start getting involved with this, this person romantically or sexually or whatever I think that's where it starts getting tricky I think so I haven't really found out what it's like because I kind of stopped myself from getting involved too quickly too much because I don't know what to expect um so but yeah it's been quite quite tricky because I am still quite new at this so I don't have really much experience in the dating world either with a guy who likes sessions or who doesn't you know but no, I think, yeah, I think either way, it, it's finding that balance. And I think it is, um, mm. it, it, it is interesting because like, I, I've seen it where, like you said, people who are vanilla, it can be easier to introduce it to. And then I've seen people who are vanilla kind of think like they can't get it, like, you know, guys think like they can't get it passed. Or mm-hmm. I guess on the other end, like if for if someone who pays for sessions, like they're, the the woman can't get it past. Oh, you're you know she's scissoring. She's in this bikini, 
or yeah. the guy being like, that guy wants to have sex with you. So why are you doing it? And then it kind of can be yes. tough that way. Too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it is pretty kind of like um, a difficult, always obviously topic to bring it up. And but I have decided not to hide it. If I yeah. do eventually in the future meet someone that's uh, a lot open minded than average person and I because I am very open minded. Um, if that person is very open-minded, I am going to tell them regardless because there is no point to hide in it because eventually it's going to come out anyways. So then it's up to, it's their choice to accept it or deny it, you know? Absolutely. And then there's no surprises down the line. And I just want to be as transparent as I can be and just say, look, this is what is happening. This is how I earn my money you know, and um, go from there. So, but uh, this is what I've decided to do from now on. And obviously it is still a very taboo thing and it's not, a, um, it's kind of like underground thing. Not a lot of people know about it, but once you're involved in it, it is massive. So, yeah. No, absolutely. Well, Beefcake, this, this has been an incredible conversation. <laughs> Thank and... you. Yeah, it's been fun. Absolutely. And before we go, I want people to know where can people I know you have a, a session girls profile, but yeah. where where else can people find you and, and find what, what you're up to? So you can follow me on OnlyFans is Beefcake Xena. Um, there is like few updates about lift and carry and few scissoring videos and mainly my Instagram is little beefcake Xena. OK, all righty. So, and then for uh, fans of the show who, you know, if they have questions, I have had people eat, which is cool. If people want to email and reach out about topics or just discussion or community or whatever, you can, uh, email is the best for that one-on-one. You can email at, to me at afterhoursessionspod at gmail.com. That's afterhoursessionspod at gmail.com. And you can find the show on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram as well. So, uh, yeah, please uh, show support for Beefcake Xena. And also, uh, yeah, follow us, and, you know, give us feedback, you know, constructive criticism um, on, on, on what you want to hear from the podcast. So uh, for the amazing Beefcake Xena, I'm D-Rock. Thank you guys for listening.